Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, we or I am going to be answering questions from three super smart people. Obviously, I'm sure they're clients of IRA Financial because these are really, really good questions. First one is going to be discussing converting an inherited IRA to Roth. The second is adding IRA funds to a single member LLC. Can you do it? And then third, we're going to be talking about forming LLCs in different states for real estate. So really fun packed podcast. And if you give me eh, seven to 10 minutes, I will answer all these questions super succinctly and you'll be a smarter self-correcting investor. So seven, eight minutes, hopefully it's gonna be some fun. And uh, without further ado, let's get started. First question is from YouTube. I have read different things online. Can you confirm I'm not able to convert an inherited IRA to Roth? I can convert, confirm that is true. Unfortunately, if you have a non-spousal inherited IRA, so you have a non-spouse that passes and leaves you the IRA in pre-tax, whether it's a 401k or a traditional IRA, you cannot convert that to Roth. It's stuck in the pre-tax IRA world. And if that person died after December 31, 2019, you're generally going to have 10 years to pull that out based off the new RMD regime. Now, if it's a spousal inherited IRA, meaning your spouse passed, you could actually move the IRA into your name, and then you can actually do a conversion because it's non-spousal where the limitations occur. If it's a spousal IRA, it then becomes your IRA, and then obviously you can then do a conversion, pay the tax because it's your IRA. It's a non-spousal IRA, you're locked into that non-spouse category of IRA, whether it's pre-tax or Roth, and you're stuck there. So thank you for that question uh, from YouTube. Third, a second question, uh, we're, also, we're actually also going from YouTube. What is your position of adding additional IRA, IRA funds to an IRA LLC, where the IRA owns 100% of the LLC? So it's a great question. Uh, I get this a lot. Let's say you have $100,000 in an IRA LLC. The IRA owns 100% of the LLC. Let's say you invested in a private placement. And two years later, you need to add more money. Can you do it? So the analysis is, is this. Well, your IRA owns more than 50% of the entity, right? So is it a disqualified entity, right? Because you cannot add money to a disqualified entity. Now, right now under the tax code, a retirement account like an IRA is not a disqualified person. The IRS wanted to change or wanted to add this. Congress wanted to add this into the Build Back Better bill. There was some talk about having this added to the uh, Secure Act 2. Never made it in it. So technically, an IRA is not a disqualified person. You are, but your IRA isn't. So yes, our position is that if your IRA owns 100% of an LLC, the IRA can add more money to it. Okay, But if, let's say, it was you and your IRA that formed an entity, let's say I put in 60K, my IRA put in 40K. 60, 40, you would not be able to add more money to that because in the aggregate, you have a situation where I own 40% of it, even though that's under 50%, um, it could be a little bit risky. Now, if I if, if the numbers were reversed and my IRA owned 30% and I own 70% of the LC, then clearly 
my IRA would not be able to add more money into it because the entity is disqualified since it's owned 50% or more by a disqualified person. In the case where it's 60% IRA, 40% personal, uh, I've had clients do it. I think it's still a little bit risky, but there is at least a defense to argue that the entity is not disqualified because the other 60% is owned by an IRA, which is not a disqualified person. You are the beneficiary of the IRA. So, you know, some people would say, well, technically, indirectly, it's disqualified. Um, but I think you have a little bit of support for that. Um, but once you're over that 50% threshold, your IRA definitely cannot put any more money into it. So it's a good question. Definitely uh, probably needs a little bit more depth than uh, a couple of minutes on, on today's podcast. And I'll probably do a um, another um, podcast on it. Check out the AdBits feed or Adam Talks where I go into more depth um, on various topics. But it's a great question. So in 100% LLC, no problem, owned by an IRA. If it's a multi-member where the IRA owner owns more than 50%, definitely do not add money. The IRA owner owns, owns less than 50% with the IRA. Think a little bit more flexibility. Third and final question of today's podcast. And I, I told you I'm going to go fast and, and get you the answers you need. It's from Facebook. I have a self-directed IRA LLC that is foreign to New Jersey. And now I want to buy real estate in Michigan. Can I use the same LLC? So the answer is yeah. Yeah. What you're going to need to do is just simply register that LLC to do business in Michigan as a foreign LLC. So you actually don't need to set up a new LLC. Just like you know, IRA Financial, we have offices in different states. We don't set up new LLCs in each state, call it IRA Financial. No, our Florida LLC, let's say we'll do file in Ohio or file in South Dakota or file in New Jersey or New York. That's all it is. So we can help with this. Your, your New Jersey LLC would file as a foreign LLC in the state of Michigan. And you want to do that because if you own real estate, in a state, uh, the state will, will generally deem you to be engaged in a trade or business. And if you don't have the LLC filed in that state, you're not going to avail yourself of limited liability protections in that state. You also may be subject to other fines or penalties by that state. So it's always, uh, I think, smart to do that. The cost is very minimal, under 100 bucks. Like It's, it's not a big deal. Uh, we can assist you with it. If you're one of our clients, you're part of our compliance service. This is the kind of service that we offer, which you know I'm super proud of. So great question. Um, that's why I always suggest set up your LLC if you're doing real estate in the state where the real estate will be located. In this case, I assume you bought real estate in New Jersey. Now you want to do more real estate in Michigan. That's fine. Just file as a foreign LLC in the state of Michigan. Um, very minimal cost. We can assist if you need help. That's it. Another ad mail in the bag. Um, hope you guys had enjoyed the podcast. If you have more questions or comments, you can email them to us at info diary financial to say ad mail or ask Adam, or you could um, leave us a question or comment on our YouTube channel, on the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you should check out our Instagram feed. There's, there's a lot of cool videos on that um, that are, are super up to date. Um, or you can call us, chat us. Uh, we, we have a great team of uh, tax experts that are standing by to help. Even if you're not a client, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to get you uh, the right answer. So other than that, uh, appreciate you hanging out with me today. Um, don't be a stranger. It's a weekly podcast. Generally drops every Thursday or so. So check it out. It's seven to 10 minutes and you'll get answers to three, I think, really good questions. So I think you'll, you'll be a little smarter every day 
you uh, listen or watch the podcast on YouTube uh, or listen anywhere you are able to pick up podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or, or anywhere else. Uh, other than that, have a great day and I'll see everyone again next week. Have a good day. Thank you.